Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. Got to admit, a little tired <laughs> in a good way. I'm in my final week of peak training for the Ironman, which is in just two weeks from this weekend. Just doing a two-week taper. Did a marathon last weekend, a couple days ago. Did a show about that. Ultra, a couple weeks prior to that. Lots of training at 52. You can too. Whatever you want to do, age is a number. I swam this morning, ran this morning, and I have another run and another bike later. Life is good. We need to move, move frequently, use our bodies, challenge ourselves. Many upcoming shows will deal with that. But I am so excited, even fatigued, this good fatigue, great fatigue, for the show and the guest. I get pitched every day, every day guests. And I have to say, 1% makes it to the show. And this upcoming guest is one of those. Because I'm not going to give you bad information. And, and many of these potential guest people have huge followings that could really help my show. As far as following and exposure, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I told that story, I think one of my first podcast shows, and we're up over 400 shows now, about decades ago when I had my first opportunity to be on TV. Talk show in New York City. And when I found out that I was so excited, 
call because there was no internet back then. <laughs> and my beeper went off. And it was to talk about a bogus claim in a book and to back it up, basically. And I said, well, I, I'm not, I can't talk about that, but I'll talk about this. And it was closely related. And the producer said, nope, we need you to talk about this and back up this author's claim. I said, well, I can't do that. And it was crushing. It was a huge network show. Doesn't matter. Not happening. And decades later, still not happening. But so excited for this episode. We're going to talk about strength training and fat loss specifically, but then so much more. Because if I have a guest like this, we're not just talking about one thing. And this guest is super qualified to talk about so much more. And so who am I talking about? Sabrina Joe from the American Council on Exercise. She is American Council on Exercise Senior Director of Science and Research. She has been actively involved in the fitness industry since 1987. She goes way back like me. She is also an A-certified group fitness instructor, personal trainer, health coach, and she has taught group exercise and owned her own personal training and health coaching business. She has done a lot. She is a former full-time faculty member in the kinesiology and physical education department at California State University. Yeah, she teaches at California State University, Long Beach. She has a bachelor's degree in exercise science, as well as a master's degree in phys ed biomechanics from the University of Kansas. And she's currently pursuing, and I love this, we're going to talk about this, her PhD in exercise psychology. I have my master's in exercise science and exercise psychology sports psychology specifically. And I would love and hopefully will get my PhD someday too. Try to squeeze it all in. Uh, Joe is a relentless pursuer of finding ways to help people start and stick with physical activity. Awesome. Qualified. More than qualified. All right? And yes, we're going to talk specifically about a, a very recent study on strength training and fat loss. Awesome news. But we're going to take it much further than that. We're going to talk about the myriad benefits of strength training. I've done so many episodes already on that, but we're going to talk about it again. And I want you to hear it, especially you women from a woman. I'm a guy. I get it. Oftentimes, you know, messenger matters. Now, I hope, <laughs> you know, well, it helps. And we're going to hammer that message home over and over and over again. I'm going to bring you the best guests with the greatest qualifications, the greatest experience, so you can hear it from people who know what they're talking about. So you stop wasting your time. You stop wasting your money. You stop getting injured. And you achieve your goals. I take it back. You don't achieve your goals. You exceed your goals. All right. Quick break. When we come back, right to it with Sabrina Joe from the American Council on Exercise. We'll be right back. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. 
Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. And we are back, as I said in the intro. I'm so excited because I only bring you the best people because I, I want you to stop wasting your time and your money. I have been in this industry a really long time, as has this person, Sabrina Joe from the American Council on Exercise. She is, as I said in the intro, the Senior Director of Science and Research. Sabrina, thank you so much for taking the time. Ah, what a great intro. Thanks, I'm really, really happy to be here. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, whenever I start one of these, I always say like, I want five hours with you, Sabrina. We don't have that. <laughs> so we are going to touch on a lot of things and just get people quickly again. I, I did your intro, but you know, in your own words, you know, your background and, and what you're doing and stuff like that, you know, quick elevator pitch. Sure. Sure. Um, I'll, I'll try to keep it succinct. Sure. Um, I have been in the fitness industry for my goodness over 30 years now i cringe saying that but it's true and i started being a group fitness instructor then personal trainer then managing fitness staff in exercise facilities while also teaching at the university level and after several years of that i ended up getting into um, work with the American Council on Exercise, which is an education company to help prepare exercise professionals and health coaches to sit for their certification exams. And then also on, once people are certified, we also provide continuing education for them to help them develop professionally in their careers. And that's where I am now, um, direct, Senior Director of Science and Research for ACE. And a large part of my what I do is uh, I make sure that the content that we provide for our professionals in terms of education and, and certification really meets um, rigorous scientific standards. We want to make sure that what we put out is sound information that's actually going to protect and keep the public safe. I love it. Uh, I have to say, so we have almost the same <laughs> bio. We're probably almost the same age. Uh, I, I did. <laughs> I have not yet taught, but that is my Sabrina, that's what I want to do, you know, at 70, 80, you know, in Hawaii, maybe, or somewhere like that. Would love to teach, would love to uh, go for my PhD as well. So, so jealous. And I'm sure we have many of the same stories. And, and you know, um, ACE was my first certification. I want to say, I got to look back, 1998, something like that, way back, maybe even earlier. Yeah. 
and it scared the heck out of me. And I remember being so excited. I'd made that decision that this was going to be my career, making my passion, my vocation. And I loved it. And so, yeah, I go all the way back. Very first certification ever was ACE. Um, and explain to people, I'm going to jump all over the place with this, Sabrina. You know, we live in a world of social media and fitness gurus and fitness influencers. Explain to people, because we have both sides that listen to this show, the trainers and the people who hire them. You already touched on it, but how important, you know, everyone preaches and, and says, Sabrina, that they have world-class trainers, right? All of these, you know, different content producing entities, but explain what, why it's so important to have a certification. I mean, it should be self-explanatory, but I need to hear it from yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I will definitely answer that question. But first, I want to just say, Tom, that I think you're already a fantastic teacher. I mean, what you're doing with your podcast and how you're educating the public on very complex topics, but bringing them about, you know, in a way that people can understand, I think is huge. And that's Thank the you. hallmark of a great teacher. So Thank you. uh, you're already doing it. But, you know, doing it in Hawaii when you're 80, that's also fun. <laughs> um, so in terms of being certified, why that's important. Um, well, what a certification does for you, especially one that's accredited by a third-party organization, just make sure that the the you know the standards are up to par and that you know all the the boxes are checked when it comes to being a, a credible certification. Is what it does is it gives you we call it a minimal level of professional competency. And that's a mouthful, but what it means is if you successfully prepare for and pass a certification exam, let's say, for example, from the American Council on Exercise, what that means is that you are ready to serve clients and give them safe and effective exercise and health coaching programs. And it, it really does meet, mean that you meet that minimal level of competency such that you have the knowledge and skills to provide safety and protect the public from harm. And you're also protecting yourself from liability, too, if you think about it. So it's really a great uh, a win-win situation for not only the public, but yourself as a professional. And the reason that we say minimal competency professionally is that perhaps you've heard this or you, you may hear this one day. Well, people might say that a certification doesn't really guarantee that you're a good trainer. And uh, okay, I'll agree with that because what happens is you meet that minimal level of competency and then you continue to develop yourself through great education and through great experiences, actually working with people that make you better and better, you know, each time you do it as the years go by. So I kind of view certification as that, that first best step to really get your, you know, your grounding in the field, understand exactly what it is you're doing as you're, you're helping and, and serving clients. And then that takes you on a path to really narrow down your niche, if that's what you want to call it, and really pursue education and experiences that make you better and better each time. So that's kind of a, maybe a long-winded way to explain my, my opinion <laughs> on certification, but I do think they're important. And I do think it's important just to get your, you know, your grounding as you're entering the field. Well, and it, uh, thank you for that. And I think it's crazy that you and I almost feel, you know, badly for explaining it. And, you know, you, I love that you said minimal, which is less than a lot of, you know, people in, in social media, especially have today. 
this is this is this is really important. It's our health. And so many people have issues. Right. That's why they come to trainers quite often. Right. Cardiovascular, Mm -hmm. musculoskeletal. It's kind of important that you know what you're doing. Now, we all learn over time. We get better. Both Sabrina and I started, you know, at the beginning. Right. But Sabrina, one of my my newest, you know, unfortunate or whatever way you want to look at it. Revenue streams is being a fitness expert in lawsuits uh, and, you know, personal injury and. I had the craziest deposition, one of the first ones, where the lawyer that was deposing me asked, the trainers were not certified. Uh, I take it back. They had a kettlebell certification, so a specialty certification. We'll talk about that quickly in a second. But they had no basic certification, personal trainer, group fitness, anything like that. And she asked me, do you have to be certified to be a trainer in a gym? And the answer is no, right? Not that I know of, unless something's changed. You don't have to be. It's not federal law, nothing. So she actually said to me, Sabrina, you will appreciate this more than most. She said, well, then why would you? Why would you get certified? Mm. And my answer was, so you don't end up here. <laughs> and she didn't really have a good response uh, to that. Um, yeah. We should do no harm, just like doctors. So I don't want to belabor this point too much. But to Sabrina's point, when you are working with someone or you're going to start working with someone, ask them what their credentials are. Look them up. There are many certifications that you can just get online. ACE is one of the ones, has been around for decades for a reason. So uh, there are a handful that are the top ones. ACE is at that top uh, level. Um, okay, so we got that out of the way. <laughs> kind of yeah, a pet peeve. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> you bring up the kettlebell thing, though, too, because um, there's a difference between, like you said, specialty certification. So in the, you know, it's, it's in the industry or in education, we kind of think about these terms very technically. So there's a certification which is accredited by a third party and you have to um, do continuing education and renew that certification every couple of years just to make sure that you're up to date with the latest industry guidelines and published research. And then there is a certificate of completion for education. And a lot of times fitness companies will offer some education, like I'm going to teach you how to work out on a suspension trainer. I'm going to teach you how to use this uh, trampoline to do a fitness class. And that is education. And once you complete it, then you have a certificate of completion. But sometimes those things aren't necessarily certifications. And so it's really confusing just for the average person to wrap their mind around. And why would they, right? So it's just yeah. like, if, if it's not your, you know, your business, your industry, there, there are these distinctions that are important for people to know, but to your point, yeah, uh, understand the credentials and look for those large, well-recognized and accredited certifications. There, there are a handful, so it's not just ACE, but there, ACE is certainly one of the, the top, so thanks for mentioning that. Been around for a long time, <laughs> right? <laughs> for a right. reason, as I said. <laughs> Um, and, and we'll just one more, like to put a point on that, you know, uh, group cycling is so popular now, obviously, which mm. makes me laugh and, and kind of ties into the bulk myth I want to talk to you about too. And, and many of the, those people, you know, were hired not because they're certified or even own a bike or been outside. Not that that's in this, you know, they're just mm-hmm. really good at motivating people and they look good yes. and, and I get mm-hmm. it. Just to clarify yeah. again, there's group fitness instruction, you know, and AFA was the one back in the day that I did for that. ACE didn't have, mm-hmm. you know, way back when all the ones they have now, which is amazing. And then there's cycling and, you know, uh, specialty certificates of achievement. Or, um, what are they called now? I don't even know. We, we call them certificates of completion. Completion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's specialties. So 
the best trainers, the best instructors are going to have personal training, group fitness, and then a specialty in that domain, which with they specialize, yeah. right? Boxing, whatever it is. So yeah, just be careful. Let's get into this study. And then we're going to go into much more about strength training while I have you. And I'm just love that I have you to talk about all this. Uh, we've talked about it, Sabrina, on this show many times. But, you know, most people do cardio thinking that that's going to help with weight loss, which it does. It burns calories, obviously. And then strength training, they don't understand you know, the fat loss, the weight loss element of that. You know, it's all about building muscle, you know, strength, things like that. But explain to them, and, and we'll talk about the specific study. It's the effect of resistance training in healthy adults on body fat percentage, fat mass and visceral fat, a systematic review and meta-analysis. And this was like a month ago, right? Could not be more recent. And explain to right. people what that found. Well, it was a great study because it was a meta-analysis um, based on literature review that that looked at exercise interventions that only involved resistance training. So aerobic wasn't aerobic or cardio training was not involved in terms of what they looked at as outcome. And, and, and this was important because oftentimes in our industry, that's been the trope is that, well, if you want to lose weight, then you have to do cardio and you have to do lots of cardio and <laughs> there's ensure strength training is great, but you also need to do a bunch of cardio to lose weight. And what this research found was that that simply wasn't true. In fact, the resistance training alone resulted in, um, you know, a significant percent of body fat percentage reduction, as well as, you know, pounds of fat or fat mass lost compared with people who didn't exercise. Um, and it also found that very specifically the visceral fat or the, the inner abdominal or in thoracic cavity fat that often leads to problems with um, metabolic issues in the long run, that type of visceral fat was specifically reduced just due to resistance training alone. And I can't tell you what great news that is <laughs> because when we're talking about health and being, you know, the well and just having the the highest markers of health you can have and we're talking about even cardiovascular and metabolic health this study showed that resistance training can help elicit that and i think that's huge yeah so for people so meta-analysis for everyone that means they're looking at a bunch of studies right very yeah. easily put so they're looking back and they're not conducting a study but they're looking at the literature and then they're eliminating certain studies based on their criteria so they're looking at a bunch of things which is one way to do it and then the intra-abdominal fat that you're talking about, that leads to like major heart issues or major issues, right? When the fat is around your internal organs, essentially, that's not a good thing, which is what you're trying Correct. to explain to people, right? And that's, yeah. that's so important as you're saying, and I love that you get as excited about it as I do. I think, Sabrina, we live in a world where it's, it's all or nothing, right? It's, is it cardio or is it strength? You know, which is better? Which is best? You need to lift heavy things. You need to raise your heart rate. You need to eat healthy foods, right? And they work mm -hmm. in a combination that... Most people who write articles don't care to or don't have the ability to kind of look at. And so there's so many benefits that far exceed what we see. And you're kind of alluding to them. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that resistance training alone at the exclusion of cardio is a good idea. No, no. <laughs> what I'm, and, and nor did the authors of the study. What they're saying, though, is that there's more than one way to improve your health through physical activity and exercise. and it, it's just, it's nice to have this type of research where, you know, it, 
if resistance training is your jam, then do it and do it knowing that it's actually really good for your heart and your body fat and your, your, you know, visceral fat as well. Um, likewise, if you're really into cardio and that's your jam, you're getting all the great benefits of cardio. You might consider introducing more resistance training because we all know that's part of a complete program and that you're not going to, you know, miss out on any benefits of cardio health just for doing resistance training. So I just think it, it gives us an, um, a fuller picture right. of the larger puzzle that we're trying to create here when we're helping people with exercise. Because honestly, at the end of the day, and you know this, <laughs> it's the exercise that you're actually going to do right. that matters. Right. And, and I think this is a great for people who enjoy resistance training. Keep doing it. Yeah. And there's so many things we could talk about as far as that goes, Sabrina, you know, circuit training. There's so many different ways to do it. As Sabrina is yeah. saying, you know, find what you like. If you're an Olympic lifter, well, then you find ways to introduce that cardiovascular element to it. If you're a cardio person and you're like, OK, you know, I, I don't want to lift the weights or use the machines. Well, there's body. There's so many options um, right. and so many ways to do it. You know, I think, Sabrina, especially because we've done this for decades now, People think that you have to go to the gym, you have to do an hour, and it has to suck, <laughs> right? Which is right. just not the case. It's punishment. And yeah. <laughs> I would argue that you probably are like me in that if you told me I couldn't get my workout in when this is over, I would be really angry, right? I, I look <laughs> forward to it. If you told me I couldn't eat my healthy foods, I'd be really angry. Now, that doesn't mean I don't mm -hmm. indulge frequently i have my wine i have all that stuff it's just balance and excessive moderation that we'll talk about yeah what's your go-to actually i actually know one of your but like what's your favorite cardio what's your or strength training oh. either or, or both or anything i'm just curious oh my goodness you know what it changes over time because i get kind of bored doing the same stuff so there was a time where i was really into group fitness and dance and and then I actually got into some crazy circus arts and like hanging from the silks. That's what I and knew. Then, <laughs> <laughs> and what a fun way, what a challenging way for both brain and body. And then, you know, I'm, I'm not a spring chicken. So, you know, I, I, I dabble on that every once in a while, but my body was telling me, hmm, now I need some more, maybe time in nature. So right now I'm really into walking, being outside, especially during this pandemic. It's really been great for my mental health just to be outside with nature. And I do a lot of like body weight calisthenics for my resistance training currently. And, and I love that answer, Sabrina. And I am not surprised that it's the variation. And that's what I talk about all the time as well. And I, you know, try to get across to people. Yes, you find what you love to do, but that's going to change over time. And people beat themselves yeah. up. They go, oh, my gosh, I was, you know, spinning three times a week and it, you know, I lost all this weight. And, and now I'm I can't get there. And you go, OK, change it up. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it's OK. And that's normal. <laughs> and you're going to, you know, that plateau physically you're going to hit and the plateau uh, psychologically. Um, and, and I know that people and I'm sure, you know, one of your big things is getting people to keep exercising. So to explain to them that that's not only OK, it's normal and it's healthy. And it's what's going to keep you getting results. That's a that's a good thing. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up because that, I don't think we talk about that enough. Um, you know, when I was first starting out in this industry in the '90s, uh, 
it was bodybuilding. That was the thing, right? Bodybuilding and these fitness competitions. And I will admit that I did some of that because <laughs> I thought I had to. Because Sabrina, I, thought I, I did too. And I'm glad, I'm glad there was no internet. So I don't know about you, but I'm glad oh. there are no pictures. That's all I'm really grateful about. Oh, I know. What a different time, right? Uh, so yeah. So, so you get it. I thought that was the end all be all. And honestly, I thought, oh, I'll just do this forever. And then when I, you know, became a little more mature and realized, you know what, I'm just really not into this that much anymore. And it's not that necessary. I can pursue movement through things that I enjoy and I can experiment with new things without the fear of, oh, I'm going to lose all my muscle. I'm going to lose all my cardio gains. And that's just not true. The body is amazing and adaptive and whatever you throw at it, it will adapt perhaps in new ways. But it's not like you're you're going to change fundamentally. Now, I will say that if you're in, uh, if you're a person who enjoys competition, for example, you do have to put in the work and put in the time to make sure that whatever you're competing in is successful. So, uh, Tom, I know that you're into some endurance sports. I've heard. Yes. Um, yeah, and and. You know, same is true with if you were a bodybuilder. You know, you do have to put in the time and do the work if if that's if competition is your goal. But if it's not your goal, and I would argue that it's not most people's goal, then just moving and enjoying the experience of moving really frees your mental health and wellness uh, up to a new level. That but I'm really enjoying now that I'm not kind of um, you know t- tied into competitions. But that's just me. Oh, but I'm with you. I, I, I know I'm not one of those lunatic type A <laughs> endurance guys. I'm, I'm I, you know, when people read my books that I, you know, triathlon and marathon, Sabrina, they, a guy just tweeted it yesterday. He said, this isn't enough. I, I'm about Ooh. being injury free, you know, and, yeah. you know, I want to be, I'm 52. I've done an insane number of races, but I'm injury free. That's what I'm most proud of. And, mm. you know, I, you know, Matt Fitzgerald, there's certain people who, you know, like you are really educated and the people I looked up to and studied back in the day. Um, but I'm with you. My favorite part of the day, Sabrina, is walking my two labs in the woods in the morning, you know, yes. so, right? That's it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I hear you with nature and we do those shows and green exercise and, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to exercise. I think over time, Sabrina, like we need to figure out another word, right? That it doesn't have this negative connotation, unfortunately, you know, that it has gotten over the years. It's movement. And I'm 100% yeah. with you. The uh, triathlons and things like that, that's my therapy. <laughs> but it's also my goal setting and I get to travel and do things like that. But but I am the exception in that field that I'm not your typical, um, you know, the guys I, yeah, I, but, I, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just thinking that the way you explain it, though, it just sounds so wholesome. It, what, it, what it sounds like is that the all of the activities around the actual competition yes. are valuable to you. You highly value the whole process. So not just competition day. It's like everything leading up to it. And you're like, you're into it. It's not like a punishment. Oh, I and love me, the journey. No, and I yeah. love that you said that. And it's so true. And so few people get that. I had a client many years ago and I was a trainer and the goal was to get to Hawaii and, you know, I kept coming up short, but I was going to places like South Korea and New Zealand, amazing trips. And, and I'd come back and I'd met, I'm one race. I missed qualifying by like seven seconds. And they're like, are you crushed? And I go, yeah, but I was like, well, I would have liked to have, you know, made it, but 
like the whole journey. I'm healthy. I, I feel good. So you got to enjoy the journey. And I know that like it's all over Instagram, all these quotes and stuff, but very few people actually live it, Sabrina, right? And, yeah. and, and embrace it. So you're absolutely right. And I, and thank you for, for pointing that out. While I have you, we really need like five hours, um, but let's get, <laughs> let's get to the meat of it. The, the myth of bulk and women and strength training, which almost drove me out of the business because it's so frustrating. Oh, and it's so pervasive. It's so pervasive. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's a shame, but, but I will say that I think the last, I don't know, eight to 10 years, I think it's becoming more and more acceptable for women to be involved in strength and resistance training. You just, it's, it's the, it's more normal, you know, we're making it normal. Um, yes, yeah, strong as the long, new skinny, right? The body types, the yes. CrossFit bodies. I love that. I love it. Yes. Yes. And just images of women under the bar, like moving some weight around. And I, and I think that's very empowering. And I, I wish, you know, more and more people would experience that. Um, so, yeah, but I think you were hinting to the, this myth that really has a grip on women who maybe are starting out with resistance training and in the back of their heads, they have this story that, wow, if I continue to do this, I, you know, wow, I'm really enjoying this, but if, if I continue to do this, I'm going to end up looking uh, not like myself or like some other kind of, um, you know, you know, muscular person that I don't really identify with. And that's, that's a shame because the first thing that I'm hoping to um, express to my clients when they're lifting weights and, and using load like they've never used before is, wow, your body is changing, but it's changing functionally. It's not necessarily changing in the mirror. It's changing such that your life and your activities are a lot more um, meaningful and easy to do. You can lift weight. You can lift children. You can not be afraid to try something new. You're going on vacation and you want to hike. You're going on vacation and you want to, I don't know, do a zip line. Get crazy with it. But, you know, the more muscle function and even mass, quite frankly, that you have, the more ability you, you have to do things that are adventurous and also just your functional daily tasks. Cardio adds years to your life and strength training adds life to your years. And people don't appreciate what you're saying, Sabrina, enough that we're yeah. going to live to be, thanks to modern medicine, 80, 90, 100. But what are those years going to be like, right? And that's why in my book, the new book, I talk about the chapters called The Fountain of Youth for the very reasons you are putting forth. Like, you know, live better or live longer, look better, feel better. You're going to get all three of those things, regardless of the reason you start, right? Strength training or cardio, yeah. exercise in general. But, you know, the story that you bring to mind years ago I was on Maui to do a race. And my wife and I, girlfriend at the time, we found this, there was a whale watch at the top of a, a bluff and it was free. And you just had to show up and volunteer and you were going to spend the day counting whales. I mean, like this just unbelievable opportunity. Wow. But it was a really <laughs> steep cliff, Sabrina. Mm. And there was like 15 people that showed up and a handful were significantly overweight and they didn't make it to the top of the cliff. And that was like a first Aww. real life, like, oh my gosh, you're missing out. And, you know, there's so many other examples we're kind of alluding to as well, but it's about enjoying life, right? Having your year, years be quality and do the things you want to do. hundred uh, percent. And I also want to say there's nothing wrong with valuing appearance. L let me just put that out there. I'm not, I'm not trying to 
discourage anyone from, or like, I'm not trying to encourage anyone to feel bad about themselves. If, hey, look, I just want to look better. That that's a that's a legitimate goal, and it can be done in part through exercise. But I I think the '90s did us a disservice, to be honest, because that was the that was all the focus. That's what a lot of people I just think associate with exercise is how to look like a fitness model, and there's so much more to it than that. And that's why I really enjoy podcasts like yours, Tom, because it's getting that message out there that depending on what you value exercise can actually bring you that plus so much more and talk about your work i love it about just getting people to want to come back to exercise like you're you know finishing a phd in in uh, psychology exercise psychology because most people let's face it sabrina they know they need to move more to eat better to do all the things we're talking about it's the motivation the incentives that psychology that you and i both love so much um and yeah. talk about kind of your focus and I just love it. I keep saying love it, but it's for a reason. Um, in kind of getting people to embrace everything we're talking about. Yeah, so I'm really interested in something called the motivational climate, especially in exercise settings. So what motivational climate is, is the, the environment that the exercise leader, so that could be a personal trainer or it could be in a group setting, but it's the environment that the exercise leader creates such that everyone in that setting feels welcomed feels recognized and rewarded for self-improvement, not comparison to others or comparison to some weird standardized norm, but just self-improvement and the joy of, you know, being there and interacting with socially with other people. And so my research, I'm looking at ways that we can help teach instructors and trainers and coaches how to create that environment such that the participants want to adhere. They want to continue coming back for more and more because not only are they part of some great fitness community, but they're also getting some of those basic psychological needs met, like autonomy and competence and relatedness, and the exercise leader or instructor can play a huge part in that. So I'm really interested in how we help people feel valued and welcomed in the exercise space and we can kind of, you know, kick ego out the door and and just look at what it means to enjoy movement. Yeah, I don't think people appreciate, and I was thinking about this uh, recently, Sabrina, you know, when you and I started in this business and we both talk group fitness and it was really hard, right? So especially in places like New York City where you're getting up at 6 a.m. in front of a group of 50, 60 people, depending on the class, who also got up at, you know, 5 a.m. to be there at 6 mm -hmm. And to command that room and all of the stuff that was going on and to do what you're saying, which I would argue there weren't a lot of people. It was about ego, right? Listen, you know, there's a reason mm -hmm. many people, but to do what you're describing. And now we live in a world where it's kind of gone, right? So now it's the Pelotons, it's behind the video camera, which is hard in and of itself, really hard, mm -hmm. but it's different. But I, I'm just so aligned with you. I still do a Nantucket camp. I do it for over 20 years. And my goal was to interact with everyone at least once. We got it mm -hmm. to be too big, Sabrina, and I cut it down because it was too many people and I couldn't do that. And the hardest thing is to take each person to their level of, you know, success and to build that self-efficacy, which is my one of my favorite topics in all of what we're talking about, right? It's the situational confidence. It's the small victories and to get people to show up again 
right? Who come the first time? It's like a psychologist. What's their main goal after the first session? In the first session, to come back again. And the same thing is true, yeah. if not more, with with exercise. Yeah, it's something that you you know when I talk about these things with other people, they nod their heads and they're like, "Well, yeah, of course, you want to create that caring kind of environment where people feel valued and respected. Of course, why wouldn't you?" But then you go out and you experience the world, and you're like, "Why isn't this happening?" <laughs> right. It's just it's it's um, amazing to me how some of the stuff that I just said is common sense, but yet not actually being practiced in these exercise settings. And, you, you know, some people would argue, well, you know, I'm kind of motivated by that. I'm kind of motivated by, you know, the, the, the boot camp style or the military style person yelling in my face and comparing me to others and telling me I'm a piece of crap if I don't finish these push-ups. <laughs> you know, and, and I would argue, uh, first, I don't, think that's how most people are motivated. And second, I would say that in our research, what we found, even if you're a person who who tends to gravitate towards that ego style of um, motivation, you actually flourish better in a caring, more task-involving climate, even if you are that ego-type person. So that's what I'm saying is that this this type of attitude where we, we really pull people in and we create uh, social cohesion and camaraderie and value and respect for each individual human in the room benefits all different types of personality styles. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, you know, we, when we talk about sure home workouts and I talk about that frequently and the gyms and gyms will always be around. Like it makes me sad that, you know, we are behind a screen and you know, that instructor, sure. They're interacting, you know, digitally, whatever you want to call it, virtually. Mm-hmm. But there's something so powerful, as you're saying, about that group dynamic. Now, there'll be different ways to do that, but there's nothing like doing it in person. And it takes a really great instructor, as you're saying, to bring that to a group who are coming with so many different issues and fitness levels and goals and things like that. So this is the new, I think, focus of exercise, yeah. hopefully. Right, Sabrina? Yeah, I hope. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, and we need much more of this. And, you know, I truly believe that you know, the, the, it will happen, right? Uh, there will always be the people who want that boot camp mentality. That was always uh, criticism of me, Sabrina, back in the day. I don't know about you. When people say, you're not tough enough. You know, your, your intervals aren't. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, well, interval training is, <laughs> I always say, do you remember the, uh, I won't name the um, DVD program, but we all know what it was. <laughs> uh, you know, interval training is, has always been short periods of work uh, with long periods of rest. Well, we turned that upside mm-hmm. down. Well, that's not really interval training if you get into that, right? <laughs> you need that rest to come back. But yeah, I think there's such a, a, a shift, a paradigm shift in, in fitness, and, and that's a good thing. But it's going to take some work. I, oh, man, I, you're bringing me back. I love yeah. it. Um, I, yeah, I had that criticism as well from, from clients who thought that they should be crippled after a hard workout. I'm like, what? Yeah. Are you talking like they'd work with other people and that's how they felt? And of course, these are the very small percentage of people who would actually come back after that. Like, I want more of that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> right. You, you, I need to be able to sit down and chair comfortably after a workout. I don't, I don't understand people who are gauging the, you know, the efficacy of their workout by the pain they're in afterwards. So I was never a proponent of that. And, and you're right there are some people who really um, crave that or use that as an indicator, like muscle soreness or 
the ability to feel like you're just in a, a crumpled pile on the floor <laughs> after your workout. And it just it doesn't have to be that way. In fact, I'd argue that's actually detrimental because not only does it maybe prevent some people from wanting to come back if they're, if they're not into that kind of thing, but I do think it sets you up for injury. So I love your approach of that excessive moderation. It's great. Yeah. And it, you know, I lost a lot of clients over the years, but that was okay. And again, people who read the books and say it's too easy, you know, all I can do is be living proof. I'm still doing it. Um, the experiment of one, as we call it, but it's all about coming back tomorrow, right? The most important metric I would say, Sabrina, with all the fitness technology, it's, it's how frequently you do what you do, right? So sure. We can track yeah. heart rate variability and all this kind of stuff and awesome. But at the end of the day, are you injured? Are you happy? Are you doing what you want? And are you going to do it again tomorrow? It's really easy to make people do 100 push-ups. It's really easy to make people sore. But to take people right mm -hmm. to that level and to take a group, a group, you know, right to that level, each person, that is really hard. I don't think people appreciate that. Yeah, that's a skill in understanding how to help people self-monitor. Right. And for some people who lead people in exercise, that's a foreign concept because they're they're up there. They're like, I'm demonstrating this and I want you to follow me. And it's it's a better approach if you demonstrate something and you say, I want you to follow me in a way that feels and works well for you. Right. <laughs> and everyone looks different when they're doing that. So I, I'm confident we're seeing more and more of that type of coaching and leadership. And to your point about the digital you know, the technology that's invaded the space now due to, you know, our life circumstances. And I don't think it's going away. We'll be no. here forever. Yeah. That is kind of something that really has thrown a wrench into my research because I was planning on researching groups in, you know, live settings at business as usual. And now I've had to think pretty hard about the virtual or online teaching and, that's a whole different animal. And I'm not sure I've wrapped my head around that yet. <laughs> I don't, sure, yeah, we still don't know where it's all going to end up, right? I mean, I think it's it's a positive, obviously, bringing things into the home, but it's always a double-edged sword, right? And, um, yeah. you know, hopefully people survive and don't get too injured if they're doing that kind of stuff. And um, But, yeah, I always laugh. We'll leave the digital at this. You know, when I'm doing, I'll try everything. And, you know, a workout where there's a leaderboard and... <laughs> The instructor has us cooling down and you just watch yourself drop on that leaderboard by hundreds of people as people are uh, obviously hammering to get to that point right during the cool yeah. down. And I get it. And we, we need to measure ourselves. But at the end of the day, you're competing against yourself. And again, these are cliches that we see all the time. But, you know, fitness is tough to, to preach the moderation, Sabrina, which is why I'm so happy. <laughs> 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 it's so hard. It's hard. It doesn't sell. I, I wait. I'll leave you with this. Actually, so working on the current book and pitched it. You know the titles, and I said excessive moderation, and it was a bunch of twenty somethings at the publishing house, and they're like, we hate that. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> and I go, I get it, and I understand what sells, and what, but yeah, they're like, that just sucks. Like that's a horrible title, and I go, I understand, but um, yeah. <laughs> We, we need more books, whether it be nutrition and motivation and exercise that really preach, you know, the moderation side. Yeah. I, I, you know, your point about your digital exercise class and you have a leaderboard that you're watching. Yeah. You know, there are certain kinds of people who just love that type of thing. And that is fine for them. And so if I'm hoping to get across anything in my 
you know, helping people move more and, and trying to just get out the public message that you choose what you value and then you pursue that. And it, I can guarantee you it's going to look different than what your best friend does or what your family member does or what Sabrina does or what Tom does. And, and that's okay. And I just, I want the message to be, there are so many ways to go about fitness, whatever your goal, that it doesn't have to be a plan that makes you miserable. So that's, that's a message. I <laughs> and I agree 100%, but I'm not going to let these people off because uh, and it has nothing to do with the leaderboard and, and just wrap it up with this. There's a science to much of the stuff that Sabrina and I talk about and when we taught. So just to quickly give the science and a cool down. So you just hammered for 40 minutes and we talk, we talk about lactic acid. We talk about all recovery and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, you can sell recovery boots or you could actually do the cool down, which is going to help work the lactic acid out of your system. You know, massage 48 hours later isn't going to do it. It's already out if you know the physiology. But when you have a qualified instructor who is asking you to do things, oftentimes it's hopefully it's for a physiological reason. The warm up, the the structure of the class, you know, you know, if they're asking you to go hard for 30 seconds, I, I'm, I'm going to get worked up, Sabrina. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, I'm right? Is, no, no, no. But I love because you're just like me. Like, you know, we want people to be happy and do what you want to do. And I, I listen, I'm motivated, too. I'm competitive, but I'm also competitive on race day. Right. So training, mm -hmm. I'm going to lose. Right. You can beat me on. You know, I had a guy who used to race me every you know local race. And I'm like, listen. We're both going to do the same race and you're leaving it all <laughs> in the training. And, you know, so um, there's a method to the madness. We need like five hours, but I'm going to have you back. <laughs> Sabrina, tell people about your podcast. Yeah. So we do a podcast for um, ACE certified professionals and it's on our app. So unfortunately, it's, it's not going to be available to people who aren't ACE certified because the app itself is downloadable and usable by our ACE pros. But we do a podcast where we interview people much like you do, and we just try to extract the best knowledge out of them to help our pros actually be very successful in their careers. And that could mean, you know, business advice or, you know, exercise programming, health coaching, whatever it is they're into. But we do that. And then if anyone, so if you are a professional in the industry or if you're a consumer who really just wants to know more about safe and effective fitness approaches, the ACE website, acefitness.org, has a wealth of information that's it's free of charge. It's available to anyone. And we have tons of blogs, tons of videos, workout programs for all levels. It's such a really great place that we accumulate information for the, the public and, and honestly to protect the public from harm. So go there. Uh, and Sabrina, is there still that database where... Certified trainers, you can seek out a certified trainer. Yeah, you. There's a, a function on the a feature on the website where you can input your city or your zip code, and it will pop up a list of trainers available in your area that are. In, in, it will describe their specialties or what they're really into in terms of whether it's health coach, group fitness, personal training, and if they're focused on weight loss or strength or you know what have you. 
you can search your area for that. So that's kind of handy. And here's how long we've both been in the business. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right, Sabrina? So if you want someone one-on-one where you live, you go there and you input where you live and you're going to find a trainer if they're close to you. If not, find that specialty, especially if you're someone who has, you know, a specific thing or, you know, that you're dealing with or want, thanks to the Zoom and everything, people can work with you. I know you're probably still working with people. Yeah, it's a whole new world. Yeah. It, it really is. So silver lining is that I, I do feel like we can reach more people now because the technology has demanded it. So, so many people ask me, Sabrina, you know, I get emails. How do I start? I bought this piece of equipment. I need a trainer. So here you go. You go to the ACE website. You look for what you're looking for. If you want them in person, as we said, him or her, you can do that. You don't have to. And so start doing it the right way, form and all that kind of stuff. It has been so awesome, Sabrina. Again, like I want three more hours. (laughs) What's your workout today? What are you going to do or what have you done? I have walked three miles in nature. Awesome. Nothing better. I, I just stop every morning, Sabrina, and just like listen to the calmness with the dogs. And, you know, it's just get outside people and, you know, for the mental health. Sabrina, thank you so much for taking the time. It's been such a pleasure. The pleasure was all mine. Thanks so much, Tom. All right. And we will be right back after this short break. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com consulting. IBM. Let's create. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty, beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. And we are back. I know I say it every time I have a guest, every time that I want to extend the interview. And it's primarily because there are so few people who really know what they're talking about. 
there's so few people that are passionate. And you know what's amazing? Not only passionate, but educated. I guess put both in there as passionate people. You need both. You need passionate, educated, and then experienced. You need all those things, in my opinion. But the smartest people apologize. The smartest people will do what Sabrina did and say, you know, find your thing. And she understands, you know, the people hammering the Peloton board, as do I. I get it. And we want to be competitive and we want to do all those things that we enjoy so that we do it for a lifetime, that we enjoy. It's got to be fun. But I don't want that at the expense of getting hurt. And so I'm totally aligned with everything she said. But there was so, like, I wanted to talk the cognitive. I mean, my notes were, were copious, but I, the interviews that I do, and Sabrina is uh, one of those people who is aligned with, you know, it goes where it's going to go. It goes where it's going to go. And those are the best type of interviews, in my opinion. And it went to places that I didn't predict or expect. But just know that strength training has so many benefits. I've done so many shows. We'll continue. Cognitive. Weight loss. And yes, I, I totally agree with what Sabrina said about just because you're doing it for looks, that's not a bad thing. That's why most people start. And then you realize it feels good. So I don't care why you start. Vanity, awesome. You're going to live longer and you're going to feel better. You know, in my 20s, when I started doing push-ups, Herschel Walker, 300 a day. It was to attract the opposite sex when I was a teenager. And then I realized it felt good. And then I realized I performed better. Life was better in so many ways, physically and mentally. So I'm going to continue to bring you the best guests and all of the myriad benefits of cardiovascular exercise, of strength training, of eating healthy, how they're all connected, and how you have to just continue to look for and find what you enjoy. And as Sabrina said, you get bored and that's okay. Then you find something else. And you know what? That thing you didn't like might be the thing you end up doing. So keep trying and keep listening. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you again to Sabrina Joe. Such a pleasure. If you want to reach out, Tom H. Fit is Instagram and Twitter, Tom H. Fit. Questions, comments, you can also go to fitnessdisrupted.com. Please follow the show, share it. I love to hear from you. Lots of people reaching out. So awesome. And we will have a uh, listener mailbag show coming up soon with many of your questions, all of your questions when you reach out. And remember, people, my goal is to help you live your best life and you have so much control over that but you have to have the right information and you have to believe that you have control and you do and when you listen to the show and you apply all of the different things that i talk about you will live your best life thank you again to sabrina joe thank you everyone for listening i'm tom holland this is fitness disrupted believe in yourself fitness disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie? 
pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. 